2 Timothy chapter number 1. You know, one of the things that we find about this life that you and I live in is we can have a lot of unanswered questions. Well, God, what about this? What about that? Why did this happen to me? Why am I having to go through this? Why did they do that to me? Why did I lose my job? Why did my spouse have to leave? Why did my loved one have to die? Why am I fighting this disease? Why aren't things going the way I thought that they would go? I believe the longer that you and I live this life, one of the things that I have found is that I have a lot of things I just don't know. The truth is that in this life you and I live, there are many things that we're going to encounter and we're not going to have the answers. We're not going to understand all of the whys of it all. Look in the passage with, you, with me this morning, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning in verse number 11. The Apostle Paul is speaking here to a young preacher by the name of Timothy. He says, and God chose me. To be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the good news. How many of y'all know that's good stuff? But he says, that is why I am suffering here in this prison. But I'm not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom, two words I want you to pick up there, I trust. I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. And I am sure that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until the day of his return. A few words I want you to notice in this passage and to pick up on. First one is the word suffering. Suffering. The other word is the word prison. Neither of those are good words, are they? Suffering gives us a picture of great difficulty. Strong's Concordance defines the word suffering in this way. To experience a sensation or an impression, here's the key words, usually painful. To suffer. Going through difficulty. This kind of pain can be emotional. It can be mental. It can be a broken heart. It can be a wounded spirit. It can come in the form of a shattered dream. The apostle said, I am the servant of the Lord. And yet I'm suffering. I'm doing what is right. And I'm suffering. You know, that... Thought is probably one that we as humans, but I would 
define it a little bit closer to home and say, not only as humans, but as Christians, we have a great difficulty in dealing with that line. I'm doing good, but yet I'm suffering. I'm being the person God has called me to be. I'm suffering. Not only am I suffering, but the suffering is painful. Have you ever said in your life, this is not fair? You know, one time in my life, I'll tell you that I struggled with that phrase, this is not fair, and I'm just being as transparent as I know to be. I remember my father when he was uh, struggling with Alzheimer's. I remember he would sit here in church, and when we would have a season of prayer, I remember him coming down to the front, and he would stand right here, and he would wait for me to come down, and he would say, I just need this to work better. Sometimes he couldn't even come up with the words to describe what he needed. And I will tell you, I saw my father my entire life. I saw my father serve the Lord. I saw him do it faithfully. I saw my dad serve the Lord in good times, and I saw my father serve God in difficult times. And I'll be honest with you, just as transparent as I know to be, there's times that I got ready to pray, and I would see him suffering. I would say, God, why? Now, I understand many of you have walked the same journey, and possibly you felt the same thing, but I've, I've felt there many times when I would go pray, I'd say, Lord, it's not fair. You ever felt that way? This is not fair. I don't deserve this. They don't deserve this. This situation, we don't deserve. It's not what I planned. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I thought it would be. Why am I suffering? Notice he goes on and he gives more description of his suffering. He says, I'm suffering here in prison. And I, I would tell you, I know this is heavy right now. It's going to get lighter in a minute. He says, I'm suffering, and not only am I suffering, but I'm suffering here in prison. It's a place I can't escape. I can't avoid it. I can't get out of it. It's as though the walls of my suffering are holding me hostage. Have you ever been suffering and in the season of why, and it seems like it's a season that never ends in your life? Will this ever turn around? Paul's saying, I want to be able to walk beyond this thing, but it seems I can't get past it. It's a prison. I'm contained here. I'm going through this against my will. Prison. There are people who may not be sitting in a physical prison, but they're living in a prison. And they're asking why. You will notice that he continues in verse 12 with some very important words. He says, I'm suffering here in prison, but... I am not ashamed of it. In spite 
of what I'm going through, I'm not ashamed. In, in spite, I, I love this thought, in spite of what I'm going through, my mind has not changed. In spite of what I'm facing, I have not been sidetracked. In spite of what I'm facing, I've not been caught off guard. Listen, friend, when we're going through a time of suffering, the enemy tries to cause us to doubt. He tries to get us to have a change of mind. If, if God really loved you, why are you going through this? If God really cared for you, why? Why would he have let your loved one die? If God really loved you, why would you be having to face cancer? That's how the enemy works. Paul said, in spite of the fact that I'm suffering, in spite of the fact that I'm in prison for the Lord, I am not ashamed of it in the least bit. And then he gives the reason behind it. For I know the one in whom, and I want you to take note of this today, today's focus is these two words, I trust. I trust. I know the one I trust. Paul said this is the word when things don't make sense. This is the word when things are unfair. This is the word when it's not how I expected it to be. This is the words when I'm saying why. This is the words when I think it's unfair in my life. God, I trust you. I may not understand it all, but I trust you. I am suffering, it is painful, but I know that I can trust you, Lord. I may be suffering and imprisoned to this thing, but I know I can trust you. This week I came across the meaning of the word trust. In the original language it means this, to lie down on. To put your entire weight on something. You can put your whole confidence and your whole trust in Him. Everything else in this life, my friend, is shifting sand. But He is a solid rock that you can count on. You may not be able to say anything else because you say, I don't understand it. But one thing you can always say is, I trust you. This morning I want to remind you of the one Paul was talking about when he said, he's the one in whom I trust. I will tell you this, he's the one that will never let you down. Never. Look at your neighbor say, never. He will never let you down. He has never left me. He has never walked away from me. I have went on my own as all of us have plenty of times. I've done my own thing, had to do it my own way. I knew best. Even in those times, he didn't let me down. Others have failed me, turned on me, walked away from me, given up on me, but he has never let 
me down. Psalm 9 and verse 10. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Others will leave you, disappoint you, let you down. They will give up on you. He will never, I can't overestimate that word, he will never, he will never let you down. 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 Other things, but he will never let you down. He's never brought me harm. Never brought me hurt. Never brought me pain in my life. I've brought those things. Have you ever brought hurt and pain to your own life? I've done those things. But he's never. Listen to me today. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow is for your life. But no matter what tomorrow is for your life, he will never let you down. You can trust in him. You can trust in him. He's never let one person down. And he's not about to start today. Psalm 34 and 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Let me tell you something today. When I was in preparation this week for this morning and I began thinking back over my life. I couldn't remember a time where God had dropped me. When I've needed him. He has always been there. When I called on him, when I cried to him, when I mourned with him, when I grieved in my heart before him, he has always been there. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, in the moment of crisis, in the midst of alarm and fear, when things have caught me off guard and even startled me, he's still always been right there. I love Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee. Here's the words. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. I remember about six months ago I was going through a particular difficult time and my mind kept wondering and my mind kept well, gravitating towards worry and fear, and I kept, I would stop, and thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And I will tell you, it was probably one of the times in my life that I fully remember, I'm telling you, when I began to rehearse that passage, there was a peace that just came. You will keep him, O oh God, in perfect peace. The one whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 
Psalm 56 and 3, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Secondly, you can trust that he'll never give up on you. I'm sure that all of us in this room and all of us watching online, we have many times given him plenty of reasons to give up on us. We as humans are like the piece of clay that doesn't always want to work in the master's hands. There have been many times he could have just thrown us on the waste pile and walked away and forgotten about us. But oh my friend, he has never Never given up on us. He found you and I. He saved us. Sometimes I wonder with me if he knew what he was getting himself into when he committed to me. I kept him busy. But I'm reminded of the passage in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. My grace is sufficient. Isn't that a good word? sufficient not just well maybe we'll make it maybe we won't my grace he said is sufficient for who for you my grace is sufficient for you for you don't know today maybe what you might need is grace in but i declare and tell you today his grace is sufficient for you His grace is sufficient. You may see is out of control and too much. I tell you today, His grace is sufficient. Notice it says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. What he's saying is, my grace is enough. My grace is powerful. My grace is effective. His grace will keep you. Psalm 37 and 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. His provision has always been spot on. I am not here today because of anything I've done. I am here today because his provision was always sufficient and always enough. When I needed forgiveness, his provision was enough. When I needed mercy, his provision was enough. When I needed healing, his provision was enough. When I needed direction, guidance, and help, His provision was always enough. There's a lot of things I don't know. And I'll be the first to admit it. But I know this. God has never given up on me. I don't know. If 2022 will compare to 2021. But I know this. If 2022 is more difficult than 2020 and 2021, 
God will still be the same. And because of that, you and I can have trust in Him. Romans 8. You know, when you read passages, you know them. You have heard this passage before, as I have. This week was one of those aha moments for me as I read through this passage again. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For Paul said, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, not any powers, neither height or depth, climaxes with this, nor anything else in all creation. There is nothing anywhere, here's the words, that'll be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can't separate me. Here's the good news. I don't separate me from the love of God. He loves you. He always has. He always will. Lamentations 3 and 22, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions. Here's the good word. His compassions never fail. His compassions never fail. Thirdly, I would tell you this, you can trust in him because he will always, always, always be faithful and true. When you and I look over our lives, things have changed. Circumstances have changed. People have changed. But through it all, he has always remained faithful and true. When we trusted him to be the Lord of our lives, we anchored our lives in him. And I can tell you this, you may have anchored your life in him and it may for you have been 10 years, it may be 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60, 70 years ago. But I tell you this, the anchor still holds. He has supported us. He's cared for us. He's listened to us. He's been patient with us. He was then and he still is today. Time has changed. The effects of time have not changed his power in our lives. Even when you and I are faithless, he remains faithful. 2 Timothy 2 and 13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. When you and I doubted, he was still faithful. When I stumbled and fell, he stood firm. When I faltered, he remained the same. This week, I, uh, actually it was yesterday, I showed Paula a devotional that I picked up sometime back. And, you know, it's just one of those. It's just a small book. And there's a devotional for every day, just a devotional thought. And yesterday was just very good, but... One of, the, one of the phrases that stood out to me, and I, I walked in, she was doing some uh, painting yesterday, I walked in, I said, you've got to see this line. And the line was essentially, don't be discouraged when you have failed. 
How many times have we got discouraged because we set out to do great and we didn't do so great? And then what happens is we begin to beat ourselves over the head, don't we? This is what I always do. This is what I've always done. And blah, blah, blah. And the devil starts talking and the only way I can describe it is blah, 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 blah. How many of y'all, I may date myself here, uh, how many of y'all ever watched Charlie Brown? Do y'all remember Charlie Brown's mother's voice or any adult's voice? <laughs> I think we'd do a whole lot better if that's the way we'd view the enemy's voice when he starts to speak. And if we would clearly hone in on the words of the Lord. He says, I love you and I'll always be faithful and true to you. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions. Great words here, never fail. They are new every morning for great is your faithfulness. Second Thessalonians 3 and 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. First Thessalonians 5 and 21, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Philippians 1 and 6, such a familiar passage, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Listen, you can rest because he is at work. You can rest because how many of y'all ever felt like you had to make it work until the day of the Lord's return? Yeah, yeah. Listen, if it's on me and you, we might as well just take down our signs and go home. He who began a good work in you will carry it to, I love this word, completion. Finished. Remember when he was on the cross, what did he say? It is what? Finished. He's going to carry the work on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There's a lot I don't know. And you know what? There's going to be more things I'm going to come across that I don't have the answers for. But this I know. He will be faithful faithful and he will be true he'll be true I want to encourage you to reach back into what you know when you look over your life think of the times he's proven to you all the times he's brought you through a test a trial all the things he's carried you through when you couldn't walk Most of you know the poem Footprints in the Sand. We're like that person, aren't we? Lord, why did you leave me? Lord, there was only one set of footprints. Why did you give up on me? You said you would always be there. Obviously, the person in the story didn't realize in the moment that he was there. And so we've thought... Why in my deepest, darkest, most difficult moments, why did you leave me? 
And he said, oh, my precious child, I didn't leave you. The reason you only saw one set of footprints is because they were mine. Because I picked you up and I carried you through that time. I don't know what may lie ahead of you. I don't know what things you may face, but I know this. He will carry you. He'll be faithful. He'll be true. Many things you and I don't know. But I want to take us back to the passage. Titus, if you will, take us back to the very beginning. 2 Timothy 1, verses 11 and 12. God chose me to be a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of this good news. That is why I'm suffering here in prison. But I am not ashamed of it, for I know the one in whom I trust. I trust. You know, there's some days, there's some days we stand with tears running down our faces and we say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I don't understand why, but I trust you, trust you, I trust you. You know, when you look back at the Bible in the beginning in the book of Genesis, you'll find that God had made some provision for the people there in the garden, Adam and Eve, and God had in that process set some boundaries and the first thing the enemy tried to do is to get them to doubt God. Did God really say? That same spirit continues to work. Job said some very powerful words. Though God would choose to slay me, Yet, I will trust Him. Friends, you and I have to come to the place where we bypass the emotions, we bypass the questions, we bypass the whys, and we let the truth of God's Word trumpet and say, I trust you. I'm hurting, but I trust you. I don't understand but I trust you, and I trust that the safest place my life is, is in your hands. I'd like to close a little different, and uh, musicians, none of you, even Paula, none of you have to come. And the reason I want to do it this way is because I think uh, we've either all been there, or we are there now, or we will be there in the future. A place where our trust is challenged. What I'd like to ask you to do, if you would just stand with me today. The first thing I want to do is, I want to give you something to trust in. And today, if you're here, or you're watching online, and you have not yet 
made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I will tell you, it, you will have great difficulty and you'll have great difficulty being able to trust in him because you don't have a relationship with him. Today I'd like to give you the opportunity, if you've not yet made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I will not tell you that Jesus will take away all the trials in your life, but I will tell you he'll walk through the trials of life with you. He'll never leave you. Would you bow your heads? And those of you watching online and in this room, if you've not yet made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's not a hard thing. It's just simply the Bible says if we just believe, we believe. If you believe, friend, you can know him today as your Savior and Lord. If you've not yet made him Lord of your life, I want to give you the opportunity, and we're just going to pray a prayer together today. I want to make it as easy for you as I know to do. If you've not yet made Jesus Lord of your life, it's very simple. I just going to encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Would you pray it? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, there are many things I don't understand. But I do believe that you love me. I do believe you died on the cross just for me. I do believe you have a future that's planned for me. Today, I give you my life. I give you my heart. And I make you my Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, that's the start of the journey. That's the start of the change when we yield our heart and life to Jesus Christ. Now, what I'd like to ask you to do is as a church, would you join me around the front of our church together? And if you are there at home or online watching, uh, I'd like for you to engage with us during this time too. It just Across the building, if you just come and join together across the front with me today. Amen. There's one thing about this life. There are many things we will walk through and many things we'll go through and some of you will walk through things that others haven't walked through, and you're going to face the different things. You're going to have different dreams. You're going to have different situations in your life. You're going to have many uh, uh, great and enjoyable experiences that others won't have, and you're going to have difficulties that they won't have, but there's one thing that you and I all have in common, and that is Jesus. Jesus. We have different personalities, don't we? We have different things about us, but we all have this in common. Jesus is our Lord. And why is that important? Because I don't know what tomorrow is, but I do know the one who holds tomorrow in his hand. And he holds you. And so I want to encourage you, friends, no matter what Monday may be, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until we're back together on Sunday. I don't know what those days will be, but I know this. No matter what those days are, we can say these words. 
I trust you. You may say it with tears streaming down your face. You may say it with a brokenness in your heart. You may say it all along, not understanding what's going on. But in spite of it all, the thing we have in common, I trust you. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. That's the question why. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct the path. I ask you all to come because we all have this why thing in common. But we also have something in common. Jesus. So I brought you together that as a group of people with common things, we might pray together to our common Lord. Would you bow your heads? Our Father in heaven, today as we stand before you in this house of worship together, Jesus, you said in this world we would have tribulations and we would have trials. But you said for us to take heart because you have overcome. In the midst of our trials, we choose to say, I trust you. So Lord, I pray that no matter what tomorrow or the day after tomorrow may bring, I'm thankful to know we can trust you. We can count on you and we can depend on you and we can know that you will be faithful. We can know you will be true. We know that you'll never give up on us. We know you'll never let us down. We know you will be faithful and true. So, Lord, together as a corporate body, together we say, Lord, we trust you. When we don't understand what's going on in the world around us, we say, Lord, we trust you. If the foundations, as Psalm 46 says, as the foundations are shaken and the mountains are quaking, the very Foundations of our life are moving. You are a very present help in the time of trouble. We declare we trust you. Friend, right now, if you're in a situation that you don't understand, you don't know what's going, just simply say to him, Lord, I trust you. I pray, Father, today for those who are walking through incredible difficulty. We trust you. Pick up those who are so weak they can't walk spiritually. Pick up those who are so weak they can't walk physically. Carry them, Lord, in your arms, I pray. We trust you.
Lord, we are convinced that you began this work in us and you will complete it. So today we choose to rest in you. I pray you will strengthen each one. Those who are watching us online today, wherever they may be today. I pray, Father, you will strengthen them. You've not given up on them. You're right beside them. So, Lord, today we declare we trust you. We give you thanks for that confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Friends, I want to encourage you. In times that are difficult, fill your mind with the word of God. When it's difficult, don't run from him, run to him. Trust in him. Bless you, Bob. I pray the Lord's blessing over your life. I pray the Lord's blessing over your families, over your parents, over your children, and your children's children. I pray the blessing of the Lord as you come into a place and as you depart from that place. I pray the blessing of the Lord over you as you rise up time and time again in the day and as you are seated time and time again. And I pray the blessing of the Lord over your hands and what you put them to work, care for others, work for yourself, whatever it may be, whatever you put your hands to, that before your hand reaches it, the blessing of the whew, the blessing of the Lord will get there before your hands get there. Who Jesus. And that whatever you put your life to, that the Father will cause it to prosper. That he'll be glorified through your life. In the name of Jesus. We love all of you. Thank God for you. And always pray his very best upon your life. God bless you all today. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you. Have a great day. In Jesus, God bless.